0: Welcome to 26 Weeks of Awakening. I'm your host, Emily Strunk, and we are in Week 4, Mindfulness. Life can be overwhelming. As humans, our brains have the ability to remember the past and calculate the future. This has allowed for humanity's great achievements and advancements. But it is also the cause of our anxiety, fear, and depression. Individuals are taught from a young age to establish goals for the future and achieve them. We're reminded of our shortcomings and past failures or mistakes and haunted by traumatic memories. We push ourselves forward to achieve our goals because in doing so we are successful, established, accomplished, and grounded we have stability. The constant circle of remembering the past and planning for the future keeps us unfocused on what we are doing in the present moment. The present moment is where life is happening. It is where life is lived. Yet most of us waste away our days ruminating on the past and hoping or planning for the future. Mindfulness means... Keeping the mind focused on what is happening now. This is a lofty goal. Once aware of the idea of mindfulness, we become increasingly more in tune to our constant state of being in the past or future. The past and future is where most of our worry happens. This comes down to, again, our foundational instincts for survival, the unconscious pull for security stability health and longevity our fears take us into the past noticing this occurrence and becoming aware of what we are afraid of is instrumental in halting our continual regression backwards fear is the biggest enemy of mindfulness our fears carry us away with what if thinking Spinning our mind out of control with endless possibilities of detrimental events, fear of bad things reoccurring, or of bad things becoming worse, drives unhealthy behaviors, reacting to one, our imagination. We must arrest our mind's regression into the past. Feeling the calmness that comes over us when we are able to be aware and let go. Subconsciously, I was stuck in the past of loneliness and acceptance. My late childhood, adolescence, and early adulthood were saturated with attention and acceptance seeking behavior. My mind's need for it was so great. That I was unable to stay on task with personal responsibility and would make countless sacrifices of myself and my morals in order to gain acceptance of others. Why? I have dug at this question for more than 15 years. The answers are uncertain. Maybe I needed more attention from my parents as a child. Maybe I needed more feedback that I was good enough just as I was. That the achievements were not the epitome of worth. Maybe I needed less criticism and more nurturing from older siblings, teachers, and parents. Or maybe, just maybe, that is the way my brain is wired, and there is no reason why this was how I felt. I just did. I just am that way. What I have learned from asking the why is that it doesn't matter. It can't change now and today in the present moment. All that is gone, and I am just me, just how I am. Grasping at the past of misdeeds and wrongdoings and injustices only keeps me stuck right there in the past. However, becoming aware of my present day focus on the past is pivotal in bringing my mind back to where it's at, what it's dealing with, and staying there. Now, when I see myself clinging to attention or acceptance, I can acknowledge that this is my mind still stuck and reacting to the past, and I can let go. Because in the present, it doesn't matter. In the present, I don't need the attention. In the present, I'm perfectly okay. We carry grudges and heartbreak, anger and vengefulness with us all the time. We have a tablet of stone in our hearts where we chisel down the transgressions against us and we hold this tablet tight, remembering how we have been wronged, pain that others have caused us, hurtful actions or words, even attitudes, become chiseled into permanent stone in our mind. This burden and stone gets heavier with each passing day as we focus on yesterday and carry it with us. This is not staying in the present moment. This is bringing the past back to absorb and overtake our present each and every day. I cannot be aware of the beauty in a moment, a relationship, an experience, if I am continually reviewing my tablet for worthiness. I can only rejoice in the beauty daily life brings if I cast this carved record out of my mind permanently and move forward, keeping no record of wrongs, mine or someone else's. Mindfulness seems simple. But it takes commitment and practice, beginning with small actions of mindful behavior helps us in cultivating awareness and the immense difficulty our mind may have in staying present. The best example of this is the mindful shower, practicing in just this one daily activity in staying present and focused on all the details in showering. It's actually so much harder than it sounds. There are many simple pleasures. The smell of the soap, the sound of the water, the feeling of the water touching or massaging our skin, the temperature of the water, the mist and steam swirling around. These details are missed by countless people each day as they hurry through their routine, thinking of the day ahead planning their schedule, remembering their do-list, or thinking of past events, conversations, and activities. A shower ends, and we can't remember anything about it. This is a great place to practice. Try thinking about the shower you had this morning. Or a bath yesterday. Try to remember the details. Or even just imagine what details you would experience if you were in the shower now. There are plenty of them that we could practice with when we are in the next shower. I try to do this with every shower now. I have for more than two years. I'm good at remaining present 75% of the time, maybe, but I still smile when I become aware that I just lost 10 minutes I can't remember. Because I put my body on autopilot, and I was engrossed in thoughts of worry or planning or rumination. In one of my many therapy sessions years ago, my therapist and now good friend, Gail, reminded me that I needed to stop worrying about everyone else and focus on the day at hand. She told me if I stayed within the day, even for my worries for others, I would find my actions to be far more wise for myself, which would spill over to be the best thing for those I loved as well. My symptoms of codependency Take me out of the present and into the past and future simultaneously. Fearing the past, I grapple at fixing the future for myself and others. Letting go of the future and letting go of the past frees me from my resistance of insecurity and allows me to relax in the present moment, even if it's chaotic. Mindfulness becomes a way of thinking and a state of mind. The more I practice, the more I stay where I am and notice the beauty, the uniqueness, and the joy in the moment. Even if I am in a moment that is scary, hectic, or intense, I let go of the mood and become aware of the energy of the moment. In doing this, panic and fear subside because the what-if cycle of my future thinking has gone away. To get there, we begin daily exercises of mindfulness and awareness. Mindful showers, mindful eating, mindful walking, and meditation. Focusing on this perspective a little at a time, more and more and more, soon enough it becomes our norm. And we notice when we are not mindful and can quickly reel ourselves back in. So we have some work to do for this section of mindfulness and some questions to ponder. Do you find yourself planning, worrying, and preparing for the future regularly? How are you doing this? Do you think a lot of the past, remembering times gone by, regretting your actions, wishing things had happened differently? Think about some of the specifics in these instances think about some of your thoughts or daydreams or places that you go to frequently when you're not in the present but in the past. Are there times you remember where you were wronged or you wronged others or hurt others? Think about the details in those situations and I encourage you if you have pen and paper to write some of this down and maybe go back and explore these questions throughout the week keeping a journal of how these things pop up throughout the week or a little pad of paper in your pocket or your purse helps bring to the surface our awareness of what our mind is doing and thus as we practice more and more that awareness we're able to control and stay in the present moment Fourth, are there times where others have hurt you or someone you loved? Are you holding on to any grudges or accounting of any wrongs on that chiseled tablet that you carry around? Do you worry about money? Why? Explain what is at the basis of your worry about money? What do you fear? Do you worry about your future? In what ways? Think about ways you could begin mindfulness and write down areas you could start focusing on present moments. When you drive in the car, where does your mind go? Do you pay attention to the driver? Are you lost in thoughts or distraction? Mindfulness car drives are an excellent way to try to rein your mind in and practice. Every time you see your mind wandering, bring it back to the focus on the surroundings that you're driving through. The cars around you, the road, the wildlife, the colors, the smell of your car. Anything that brings you right back to the center of what it is you're experiencing in that moment rather than daydreaming or thinking or escaping into music or other things. Pay attention to the drive. Try mindful driving this week. Try mindful showering. And take a couple mindful walks, staying present, trying to halt in little bits of a time the chatter of your mind. Thank you for joining me this week. This has been week four, Mindfulness, with your host, Emily Strunk. Background music is provided by Benjamin Stone and his album, The Parlor, which can be found on iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Music. I look forward to being with you next week as we talk about the four limitless qualities, loving kindness, compassion, joy, and equanimity. Namaste.